podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hey guys, welcome to an AI Pro Plus show. I very nearly said the Nina Kaza show, but it's almost that time. I'll be back on that mic as well. Um, this is AI Pro Plus, and um, there's been some big news coming, which certainly affects um, Liverpool supporters. Unfortunately, I've not had a chance to cover like the transfer window and stuff, but you know, there's been big news regarding the new ticketing scheme. So I am hosting this podcast and um, it's a way of sort of educating myself, uh, getting getting to know it a little bit better because I've seen a lot of uproar on social media. So we on, on Anfield Index decided that we'd get the best people to not only educate myself, but also um, you in general as well. Well, um, if if you're a bit unsure about how it affects, you know, Liverpool supporters and the whole match-going experience, and um, it's an honour because I have two incredible guests. It's going to be a two-part show. So first up, as you know, people are really busy. You can't get two people on the podcast at the same time. Certainly not in this scorching heat. People have things to do. But first up, I am delighted to be joined by. A familiar voice on Anfield Index, I have to say, but I've not spoken to him in, in a while, so um, it's great to be podcasting with him again. It's Dave Davis. Welcome back. I'm good, Nina. How are you? It's it's an honour to have you on, sir. I know you've been really busy on the transfer uh, podcast, but it's great yeah. to have you on this one. And um, I think, you know, let, let's get straight into it because, you know, I, you know, um, it's something that I've seen a lot on social media, certainly over, you know, towards the end of the week. And um, I want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, your thoughts on the new um, uh, on the new scheme, because I did see a lot of uproar on social media and, you know, from from a lot of like supporters clubs like and, um, you know, fan representation, like Spirit of Shankly and things. So I want to get your thoughts. What do you make of the new scheme? Yeah, it's, um, it's a big sea change from what mm. it was last year. There's um. I suppose there's a little bit of that to be expected. It does link towards lockdown, the easing of restrictions, that type of thing. I think last season there was a natural fear from the club, like what's going to happen with lockdown, what's going to happen any potential restrictions, etc. So mm. it was almost uh, free to transfer to anyone, probably the best way to describe it, last yes. season. Yes. Now, the, the way, obviously, the, the world's changed, so to speak, totally understood the logic behind that, but... Probably the indications were it was never going to stay like that, Nina. There's, you know, it's, it's never going to be that simple. And friends and family didn't really come in last season at all. So that's sort of the, the context, the starting point. Mm. This season, obviously, big sea changes. And, you know, if you look at the, the biggest sort of headlines, if you want to call them that, you can transfer your ticket up to three times before it's locked out. The biggest one, though, you know, you can't escape. The attendee gets the credit. That's yes. Yes, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. looking at here. Yeah. You know, you can't really escape that. And probably, as you said, you know, you're looking at it there. If you've not at all, guys, really, really can't stress it enough. 
have a good look at what's on the website. You know, Liverpool have put all the details on there, the context there, you know, the stats behind it, the rationale. And also there's FAQs galore. So there is an absolute ton of info in there. There really is. And that's been, I suspect, what a lot of people have been doing, almost reading it, digesting it, trying to take it all in, that type of thing. Being honest, Nina, you're never going to get a scheme. This is going to sound like a politician answer. You're never going to get a scheme that everyone likes. It's that simple. When mm. there was ballots, people were like, oh, you know, but I used to do well in the sales. Okay. When there were sales, oh, that's not fair. There's not an even distribution. So you're never going to hit the mark with mm. everything. Liverpool are not stupid on that. I do, I do think there's a bit of fairness. The person who attends gets the credit. You know, it stops people almost hoarding them to themselves. So I do like that element. There is... I probably think it will create a, I don't know how to phrase this, let's call it a burner phone culture. You know, it's never going to eradicate tout fully, that type of option. We've got to be honest about that. But long story short, I like that they're also trialling it with league games and leaving the cup alone this season. So the person who purchases the cup will get the credit, you know, on the cup schemes, not the league. So that's a key shout out as well. So I think, it might be controversial, I think there's an element of fairness to it. I get mm. what they're doing you know, the friends and family. And listen, they're not stopping your friends and family, are you? They can be unlimited. You've just got mm. to be prepared for that. It's almost like a transfer window deadline, isn't it? The 5th of August, that's the big day. So you've got to get it all sorted before then. But yeah, fairness to it, but it's never going to be popular, put it that way. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head that, you know, there'll always be a, a portion of people that will always, like, grumble. And, you know, you kind of said, like, you know, there might be an individual, like you said, you can put on unlimited, like, friends and family and things. And and, and I think the biggest gripe here with it is, like, you, I think you hit the nail on the head where you said, you know, the person that attends it gets the credit. So, really, there isn't um, much incentive. Like, just say if you are a member, you know, uh, you, you, you are a membership holder and you can't actually physically go to the game. So you actually, if you can't go to the game, you are essentially kind of missing out on all fronts in yeah. terms of, you know, if you sell it back to the club, you get nothing. If you don't, if it's an empty seat, you get nothing with no refund. And if you, if you, if you are fortunate to have a friend or a family member go, um, you get nothing. And I think maybe that's where all the angst and the gripe was, because I think we used to see it a lot on social media, David, I'm sure you'll agree as well. You know, it would be like, a, you know, the, the day before kickoff and somebody's like, got a spare if anyone's interested, drop me yeah. a DM or, you know, like that kind of culture will now, it, well, looking by this season, that'll be gone. I mean, you spoke about last season where you said you could just transfer it and it was pretty much a digital yeah. ticket with a barcode. And my, you know, again, obviously I did not go to a single game last season because of, you know, the, the nature of how we're living right now. And, you know, it just, and and a lot of my friends did go to games and started, you know, reintroducing that, you know, that element of normality back. And it's great to have fans back in the stadium. I'm just going to put that out there. It's been brilliant. Um, yeah. But I just think, you know, um, from what I understand was a lot of people enjoyed last season's, um, you know, experience of, um, you know, the, the whole ticketing um, scenario. I mean, how did you feel about that? Mixed is probably the word. I think you, you're right. People enjoyed the bit of, you know, you could transfer it. Maybe people who didn't get in before, mm. you know, got in before. I know there's going to be some cry of day trippers and stuff in the background, but, you know, it's a good spread, that type of thing. So I like that. Probably the... Um, if I was being honest, because, you know, I, I went to the, the most games last season, mm -hmm. just to put that in context. There were certain games, the atmosphere wasn't quite there, if that makes sense, of being honest. Now, mm -hmm. I get the club have got a balance, you know, 
getting people more access, more fans getting a chance versus the regular. I totally understand that. There was probably just a few games where the atmosphere did take a bit of a dip. And it's not trying to blame anyone, so to speak. I get why that could be the case. So clubs got, you know, got bills to pay, got players to pay, that type of thing. You know, if you want if you want a club to be successful, it's got to make money. So you will find that people maybe going on the day trip will be more what's the word, open to the mega store, you know, buying things, that type of thing, than your regular match goes. We, you've got to be honest about that. So definite pros in the spreading, but maybe just the odd occasion, I thought, atmosphere, bit of a question mark against that, so to speak. And listen, that could be me putting two and two together and getting seven. It's not just putting it on people who go one time, yeah. but just makes me think it might have had that effect, put it that way. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And um, I think the next question I have to ask you, you kind of mentioned there that you went to a fair few games last season. I mean, a bit of a personal one. Um, How and if does this affect you personally? I mean, are you a season ticket holder because they look like they won't be, like it doesn't look like much changes will happen to them at all? Or are you a member, you know, do do you hold a membership? Yeah, not got a season ticket. I'm a membership, so I'm in the 13 plus category as it is, or the tier to give it its proper name. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose... For me, I mean, everyone's going to be different, but not too much because I literally, I I attended regularly anyway, like I said, so it wasn't like I ever really sort of gave anything away, if that makes sense, credit-wise. I suppose in that sense, I know because I know there's a bit of a a debate on this. If you're in the 13-plus tier, I would say you, you get a bit of an advantage because, you know, you could still buy all 19, you know, you're guaranteed if you want to enter, shall we say. And then you almost get... I suppose you say the six games where you don't have to go, you could give them to people, that type of thing, if you wanted. So you get a bit of leeway though from a season ticket. So for me personally, I mean, I'm all the way up in Edinburgh, so it's a good 500 mile, you know, eight hour round trip for me. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be done. You know, it's simple as that, you know, without trying to get divorced at the same time type of thing. Yeah. So it's trying to balance it really, yes. really carefully at the same time. But if you for the 13 pluses, if you guaranteed a credit, can you grumble? Struggle to see it in all honesty, Nina. I suppose the biggest thing that did surprise me on that is the gap in the tiers. It's like the zero, mm-hmm. four, 13. That's a massive leap, isn't it? Four yeah. to 13. And I think the big sort of question mark or suspicion, and it kind of is the club haven't alluded to it. I need to be clear. It's not the club. SOS in their statements have alluded to it, but... It's just still a massive jump from four to 13. There's quite a gap there, quite a range, isn't there? So there was a bit of surprise. Nothing came in that interim or in that gap, but it is what it is. So we'll see what develops for this season. Absolutely. So, I mean, from my understanding then, from just speaking to you, because again, I'm just trying to like educate myself, you know, and trying to read as much as I can and also speaking to, you know, people who have great insight like yourself and I'll be hoping yeah. to her in the later on as well. Um, you know, from my understanding is then, so, you know, there's been a lot of like dissatisfaction and I've seen a lot of like yeah. angst on social media and of course, you know, Spirit of Shankly put out a statement as well and, you know, they, they are kind of like, um, I like to call them like the Senate of uh, the Liverpool supporters, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, like they, you know, they, they put it out there and I mean there's a lot of um like we said we've read a lot on social media so um Mm. you've spoken about the the tiers of um you know the membership so you went from zero to four to 13 which where where you're at you know where you are and um would you say it's fair then a lot of the angst is probably coming from the you know the the zero tier memberships and the four 
Yeah, I, th I think that's fair. I think that is a fair statement. And listen, I, I totally get it because, you know, I, people have been there. I know people, you know, good mates that are there. So it, it can be really difficult, especially in the ballot, you know, the amount of unsuccessful. And when the club produced the odds for certain games, like one in 22, I think, I can't remember the games, but it was all on the website. That just makes you think how hard it is to get a ticket in the first place. So I, I totally get that. And I, I do understand that sort of, frustration that's had completely understand it i think probably one thing i would say to listeners if you've not and you're thinking when i'm going to talk about it now definitely go on the spirit of shankly website because they put out a full statement it's really you know clear detailed the representations mm -hmm. they made what they said the thoughts they shared all that type of thing so it's definitely a good one to to sort of read up on as much as i'm going to paraphrase now i think what i like that they called out is it's not a perfect scheme, so we should always be vocal on its deficiencies, you know, the things that maybe don't quite work, so the potential for burner phones. Also, the if you buy it but you don't attend and, you know, something comes up on the day, Nina, if that makes sense, and maybe you don't have time for transfer, yes. ticket exchange, etc., you don't get the refund and no one gets the credit. And they kind of used a good example there, just in case anyone wants to read the statement around what happens if family emergencies occur, that type of thing. So I, mm -hmm. I do get that. I understand that representation. One thing that I suppose you'd call it a spoiler alert, if I'm honest, that they put in there is they made the representation about the tears and, you know, how everything was working. And what they said, and I'm not going to pretend I've got the exact wording in front of me, but what they alluded to was, we have spoken to the club and what the club have intimated is next season, not, and I mean that as in, what will it be? 23, 24, you know, the, not this yes. season coming, but the following one after yes. that. Yes. What they've really intimated is, yeah, the club are going to look at those tiers because any road expansion will be done. You know, there's more, more and more supporters. They understand people are going to struggle to keep in the 13 bracket, all that type of thing. So it, it was kind of a, a spoiler alert, if that makes sense. They're probably going to review the tiers next season. But that's all it is, isn't it, really? A spoiler alert. It's not like we're definitely going to do it. We're definitely going to change this. You know, they're going to look at the research. So, yeah, that's. I know it's a long-winded answer, but really can't stress it enough, Nina. It's, it's definitely worth fans, if you're uncertain, as much as I'm paraphrasing it, have a read of that statement. It's quick and easy to see. You know, you can put your own interpretations on that. But appreciate what they did. They made their representations on behalf of fans and I suppose we'll see if the club listens long term, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and no, uh, we, we appreciate you sort of paraphrasing and sort of, um, uh, yep, listeners, do check out uh, the Spirit of Shankly website and their official statement. Again, you know, we're talking about, you know, they, they kind of highlighted there, you know, like things like, you know, family emergencies on the day, things you can't avoid because life happens, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. And um. I guess the next question I have to ask for you again, because I'm just trying to better familiarise myself with all this. So um, obviously you have to hit a certain amount of credits to be sort of that kind of eligible. I mean, you said they're going to yeah, yeah. re-evaluate re um, next season, um, hopefully, you know, and they kind of make it a bit easier. But, you know, just say, you know, for example, I am a, a member, for example, and I don't hit the credits that they kind of want me to hit to be eligible again for next season. How yeah. what what happens to me next season? And I think you know, I I guess does that mean that I kind of lose my I don't know. But do you want to say kind of priority, if you will? You know, does it yeah. become an even distributing field then for all the members? I guess that's the next question I kind of want to ask you. I'm guessing that's what what's going to happen if you don't hit your credits. You're pretty much down a tier. Yeah, it's. 
I suppose if we base it on what we know at the moment, so we know there's like 13, four and zeros, we base it on, you know, what, what the facts are as it stands. Yeah, in simple terms, if you don't attend 13 or attend four, whether that's been through your own choice, ability, or you don't get the credits through the ballots in the lower tiers, you're going to drop. Yeah, there's no two ways about that. I suppose the unknown on that, Nina, which I'm really trying to be careful how I explain this as well. Yes. We don't know what the tiers are going to be next season. And obviously by that SOS statement, there's a clear, you could easily interpret that. And this is the danger of taking two and two and getting 27, but you can interpret that mm. as the club are reviewing it. So, and please, please be clear. This is my total disclaimer. This is a hypothetical here. Yes. They might introduce something like a, a six or a six to eight tier, you know, something like that. So actually, yeah, like a middle buffer, kind of a buffer. yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And th there's a there's a logical argument for thinking that will happen as per you know the the spoilers that are given. But I need to be clear that is a hypothetical. That is not guaranteed by any means at this stage. So if we take away the hypothetical, this is going to sound really brutal, Nina. But yeah, if you don't get the tickets and for whatever reason, or you don't attend for whatever reason. As it stands, unless something changes, you drop in tears. Yeah, simple as that. And like you said, you've put in a hypothetical there. Maybe there, you know, there will be like a compensation, like a middle buffer in terms of a tier that kind of doesn't yeah. make you significantly drop. You know, but again, you know, it's all hypothetical. We don't know anything yet. Uh, I guess it's totally. just, it's, it's going to be trial and error and we're just going to have to watch the space on this. I mean, again, I'm, I'm thinking long and hard about this and you kind of, again, at the beginning of the pod, because I... I I'm really paying attention, trying to, you know, you got to educate yourself on these things. But you said that, you know, it will affect, you know, you were kind of um, talking about people who have, you know, multiple uh, tickets. You know, I call them the hoarders. Yeah. And yeah. I'm guessing that they, uh, do you think they're, go they're going to be hit quite badly? Because I think we do see that when people say, I got four spares and, and stuff. And you think, how on earth have you done that? But, you know, the membership, you know, the membership holders who have a lot of tickets. I mean, do you think in that regard that the pros to this is maybe that it is like an even field where you can't do that? Because realistically, how many, you know, because what those people tend to do from my experience or my knowledge of just seeing how those people operate on social media certainly is they can just give them out to people on on that face value or you know there are touts as well let's let you know you can't ignore that fact as yeah. well but, you know uh you know you can just sort of say hey i've got some spares um dm me if you're interested and it's normally a friend of a friend of a friend who will purchase yeah. this ticket so do you think that's going to eliminate that kind of culture and those people who have multiple tickets do you think they're going to be hit quite hard God, that's one to, I'm going to answer this really, really carefully. And it's going to sound politicians, but just going to be honest on this. No, you've got to cover your um, back, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, it is a good point. That is the ultimate positive. I mean, if you think, it's, it's a hypothetical, but if you think last season, someone could have purchased 13 credits, attended zero, you know, because they could have passed it to anyone mm -hmm. and still been in the 13. I mean, keep that in your mind. Bought 13 and zero and still in that tip. So like you call them the hoarders, let's use that phrase. So I totally get that aspect. It is a positive that that's not what we want. That's not the fairest system. What you know, if you are one of those hoarders, you may be thinking what am I saying? But no, let's be honest, that's not the, the fairest if we use that term of systems. Absolutely. Will it eradicate it? Oof. How do I phrase it? I think Liverpool fans are more resourceful than any fans you ever come across. You know, being able to travel for games, tickets, that type of things. They are so 
resourceful. Now, if you think back to like, say history, like it's a you know, thousand years, but in recent times, cards, they got passed between people willy-nilly, didn't they? If you think about recently, the transfers mm-hmm. made it easy last season. I think, to be honest, you're going to see the culture of the burner phone, Nina, if you want me to be honest. I think you'll just start to see that because it will be that person's burner phone, you know, so it'll be it'll, it'll almost seem to the system like they've been to all those games, but that burner phone could have got passed around to anyone, if that makes Ooh. sense. And and almost be careful, it sounds like I'm advertising crime or a solution here, but that's just what I think, you know, will will be the honest thing on that. I think it, it will happen. And season ticket people, they can still, you know, transfer, do their exchange, so they're not affected. So so they have that option. But I know it's, then it sounds like a really bad answer, but that is just my honest thoughts. There, there is ways around this still, and I do think touts will still exist, whatever people say. I think that's fair, and I think you just hit the nail on the head there where you said Liverpool fans are really, really resourceful, and uh, yeah, um, I can potentially see something like that, just pass that phone around, like we used to pass, you know, people used to pass around, you know, um, a, yeah. a card and stuff, so I think it'd just be like the same thing where you kind of, where people meet up after the game and then hand it back, and you know, that whole thing, yeah, I think that culture will could potentially still be there, I think you're absolutely yeah. right to highlight it. I mean, in your personal experience, Dave, as well, I mean, how do you think this is going to affect match day experience? Because I think I've saw a lot of that on social media as well. Like this is really going to affect, you know, fan culture and the match day experience. And you kind of alluded mm. to atmosphere as well and things. So your personal thoughts on that one? Oh, deadly honest. There were, there were some games that were brilliant last year. Like absolutely brilliant. Like thinking like the end of the season, the running and everything that we were going for, like that Everton game, United under the lights, you know, the champions, all brilliant. I think the only problem is it's that that match day experience that you mentioned and the club have got to get the balance right. And I understand that doesn't sound great, but they've got to get the balance right. You can't just expect it to all be, you know, the regulars who go to the game, go home, don't really spend much. That doesn't work too well for the club. You've got to open it up to, and I use that phrase, and it's not trying to be disparaging, but day trippers, if that makes sense. You know, people who will go, and let's just be honest, Nina, probably spend a bit more money, you know, in the mega store, you know, mm. a different Good bit, for the economy, in, yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, better for the local, you know, the economy, that type of thing, better for what what LFC are most concerned about, not a disparaging way, but the bottom line, you know, and all the things that generates as well. So it's a balance. The, the negative tends to be that you will get some atmospheres in certain games where it just ain't there, despite there being, you know, 55,000, whatever, in the stadium. That that did happen at times last year. There's no two ways about that. I don't think you can necessarily get over that. In it. You can't have a perfect system, but that that's the trade-off that you make in the nicest way. Sometimes the atmosphere might dip a little bit, but those fans who maybe aren't used to that are likely to spend more, like, say, in the local economy, in the clubs, stores etc so it's a trade-off isn't it there is going to be a bit of a dip but it's a bottom line job at the end of the day Indeed. And again, whilst I was kind of reading up on this and, you know, just reading various comments and tweets on on social media, probably not your best source of news, but, you know, you saw a lot of people sort of um, uh, calling out the owners saying, oh, this is just another way of them getting the locals out. And, you know, I I saw a lot of that. I mean, have you got a thought on that? I mean, uh, where where do you stand on that? Because, again, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here, you know, Um, I'm just sat here just reading this um, 
you know, these sort of comments. And I know you travel in from Edinburgh. So, I mean, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. I, I get it all. I really do. And, and probably that's why I used that word earlier, that it's a balance, isn't it? Trying to get mm. that balance perfect. Because let's be honest, just to be clear. Yeah, of course we want local fans. We want local fans engaged. Like, they're the heartbeat of Liverpool. Like, look yep. at SOS. You know, oh, of course you want local fans. Absolutely. At the same time, fans do understand that football is a business, isn't it? Let's, let's not lie about that as well. And it mm-hmm. does come down to the bottom line. If you want Liverpool to success, be successful, there's going to have to be money in the coffers. It is that simple. What's the biggest sort of unusual regular source of that match going income? And, and it's easy to disparage about, you know, hospitality, blah, blah, blah. And, and I do get that, you know, it's, it's not going to be the most atmospheric area, but it's needed, isn't it? You know, for the bottom line. And we don't complain too much when we do big renewals or buy players, do we, Nina? You know, there's got to be that awareness of where those yes. funds have got to come from, you know. So it is a balance. And it's, it's absolutely important that the club listens to Spirit of Shankly, supporters clubs, you know, the unions, that type of things. It's important that they balance and think carefully about local fans overseas, those who travel in, all those types of things. So this is a total politician, honestly. I'm getting splinters in my arse. I'm sitting on the fence that much. I totally get it. But it is all about a balance and it's all about whether the club get that right. Absolutely. And you kind of spoke about hospitality there and stuff. And I know a lot of people, like you said, it might not be the best in terms of atmosphere, but, you know, I'll just say something just in general. Sometimes hospitality maybe might be the best option for somebody, not because they want to throw money at an experience. I'll just give an example for me personally. My mum is not a Liverpool supporter. She supports Man United. But, you know, if, if I ever, ever took her to a game, I would pay hospitality because I would want her to be comfortable because she has needs, physical needs. And I would want her to be as comfortable as possible. And I don't mind paying the odds for her to have a really nice experience. You know, do do you know what I mean? Some people are like that. It's not really a snooty thing. What you need to realize is it's not just about all throwing money at a situation. Some people just want a comfortable experience. And for me personally, if I was ever, you know, you know, if I wanted to provide that, you know, and I'm sure there's Liverpool supporters who want that for their families as well. Maybe if you've got really, really small children, I don't know, you know, and some people might think, well, actually, I do have the means and the funds to do that. So I could potentially do that. And I completely get that because, again, you want a nice experience. I mean, we saw what happened in Paris and, you know, so many children were absolutely traumatised, you know, Um, you know, just a horrible, horrible experience. So, again, like you said, there's a balance and I think everything should be a balance because, like you said, there's different tiers of membership. I think there's also different tiers of supporting a football club as well you know you where you do yeah. get you know the earthy locals and you know I've been in the cop and you know I've come back with them um, injuries um not not you know not not deliberate ones but just people just going absolutely berserk yeah. for a goal and that's yeah. just you know but that's not for everybody I would not like for example like my mum in that situation <laughs> so yeah I I completely get it I mean Dave yeah. going back to you know this whole thing as well I mean how has it been received by, you know, various supporters clubs? You know, you, you know, you you live in Edinburgh. I mean, have you spoken to the supporters clubs in, 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 in Edinburgh? I mean, like, how have they taken this news? I mean, what's the general, you know, vibe about this whole new ticketing scheme? Yeah, so from, from the bits I know from speaking to the supporters club, it's quite interesting because... I suppose when we say supporters club, we use that term generically because almost as the uh, like spirit shankly that we know, we might class them as a union supporters club. And then mm-hmm. there's the official supporters clubs as well. Yes. You know, like yes. there is one in Edinburgh as well. Yes. So from from the bits I've got sort of 
speaking to them, it's quite interesting. It's quite illuminating, as they're saying. I think people think that the official supporters club tend to have a lot of say or sway, if that's the right thing. So quite often, Liverpool will tell them that information. They have to react with it, so to speak. It is what, as they said, it is what it is a little bit, so to speak. So they have to react to it, go with it, for want of a better phrase. So, so that was quite interesting. I suppose it's just because it is important distinction when we talk about supporters club, because you might be thinking we're mentioning SOS. Is that who we're talking about? It They are, could be rest of them as a union, a supporters club, and obviously I don't want to get in trouble with them, whatever their official title might be. But their job is naturally is more of a, a union element to represent fans, obviously. Yes. Um, how would you put it? Make those representations about any concerns because because they do re- represent such a, a wide diverse range it's not just about them saying yeah that's probably okay on the whole it's their job almost from that union element to say this doesn't work or we've got issues with this for certain mm-hmm. elements you know while trying again using that word and i know i'm going to get people shouting at me when they listen to this but balancing it all so to speak that that is that job so i think i know we said it before but definitely if, if you haven't rather than me just paraphrasing and taking things from that, do read the spirit of Shankly's statement on it. It is long, it is detailed, but there's some key points there that I wouldn't be surprised if I've missed a few even on this. And with the official supporters clubs, as they said, they, they don't get sort of a an official sway, a backdoor, anything like that. They're keen to tell us that, you know, they react with it and go with it, so to speak. I think that's fair. And once again, a nice plug for the spirit of Shankly um, statement there. And uh, I like the fact that, you you know, you've kind of just said the official sports clubs are different to SOS and they are kind of like the umbrella. I, I you know, in yeah. my mind, like you said, everyone has like a definition in their mind and we don't want to, you know, but to me, they kind of like are like the umbrella of what everyone's kind of feeling or like, you know, like you said, um, you know, they, they take on a different body altogether. I mean, obviously you 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 alluded to this at the beginning of of our chit chat there about you know may, you know the club will be reviewing this um hopefully next season i mean do you yeah. think if there's enough angst or if this goes really really sideways do you can you see the club doing like a u-turn like they did remember a few years ago when they were thinking about increasing the ticket prices and there was a walk yeah. and things i mean we have known like you know fsg to kind of do like a bit of a u-turn and kind of listen to the fans which is a good thing which is a really really good thing but can you see that happening in this in this um circumstance um if it does go horribly wrong or if there's enough kind of i don't know um momentum against this um, new scheme? Being honest, I don't think you'll see, this is speculation again, so you never know, but I don't think you'll see a U-turn. If you look at the, if you you almost take the emotions out of it a little bit and look at the rationale behind why they did it, you know, they were quite honest with the stats. It's quite strange in a way to see that last season, I think it was, and this is just checking on the website, about 53% of tickets were transferred. I mean, that's over one in two, isn't it, Nina, were transferred mm-hmm. to someone. So that's quite, you know, not damning's the wrong word, but it's quite startling, isn't it, when you think about that statistic. Yes. Even more, even more, eight over, over 80% of tickets bought in the late sales were transferred to someone. Ooh. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's massive, isn't it? So that's almost mm-hmm. indicating that someone's going in on the late sale to buy it for someone else, if that makes sense, or to transfer it. It's, it's like a business, really... kind of business, isn't it? It's almost like, yeah. like a little side hustle. <laughs> 100%. It's hard to believe anything else, isn't it, when the stat that Liverpool are telling yeah. us, if they're being honest, you know, the stats are over 80%. You know, it's hard to really read anything else into it. So 
the reason I'm just saying that is that sort of sets a bit of context, a bit of rationale as to why they've done this. So I don't really see, and it's not impossible, I'll be clear on that, but unless there's something absolutely massive, I don't see a U-turn. I think actually, in fact, if you ask me to bet, I'd probably say it's the first step on this sort of new style. I think, again, please be clear, this is hypothetical. I think they will implement it for the Cups. They've not done it this year. But I think the Cups might well follow next year, as in whoever attends gets the credit, which doesn't apply to the Cups this year. I think as well, and I kind of alluded to it, you will see this brought in, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a middle tier, like we mentioned, you know, something like six to eight, something yes. along those lines. Yes. It's not impossible. It's absolutely not impossible. But I just don't see it. And in fact, what's kind of startling is, you know, there's been suggestions made around if you think about the finals we got to last year we were in finals galore weren't we yes yes that was absolutely which isn't a bad thing at all don't mm. get me wrong but that naturally creates more complaints and queries i think as you said we saw people in at the finals getting there but they didn't actually attend any of the the games if that makes sense you know they could have gone yes. to zero of the fa cup game zero of the carabao you know they passed it on to a mate who went to everything you know who went to every champions league as well but they got entered into those ballots despite the fact they and then that person anything. and then that person physically went to the final and the friend yeah exactly and it, it almost it's a and don't be wrong I can't say he used them because listen that that power would have got to go to all those but it's now going now nah, power in the final I'm going to take it now yes that just on the surface that doesn't seem right does it let's be mm. honest so that is where I think just to just to give it context I could be wrong. There's no way of proving I'm going to be right till next season, but I just don't think it'll be a U-turn. My gut tells me the Cups go into this scheme as well and you see a, a middle tier. That's what my gut tells me. I think that's fair. And you put a lot of disclaimers there thinking, you know, you're talking about hypotheticals there, so nothing's sort of set in stone. But I, 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 I love the fact that you kind of mentioned that the club did this as well. Extensive research has been done. So there's a reason why they're doing this and they've kind of explained why. They've given you some hard stats there. I mean, the one that you told me that, you know, the last minute buys were sold. Like that one just shocked me. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just like, what? You know, like that is quite alarming. And yeah. And, you know, the, the example of, you know, a friend goes to all the games and then the final and then obviously the the ticket holders, I like to call them, then obviously, you know, will be like, no, actually, I'm going to go to this final now. So, yeah, I like yeah. the fact that you kind of bought the measure then, you know, the balance. I mean, Dave, we've pretty much come to the end of our chit-chat on this um, tickets. That's all that I needed to ask from you. Is there anything you'd want to bring to this, um, you know, anything you'd like to further add? You know, you know, the floor's yours, basically. I suppose just the, the only thing that you could do is almost just read what people put on social media. And I, listen, I just want to be clear. I totally get why people are, you know, frustrated in some elements. Totally understand it. And there is logic to that. Totally agree. Probably what I'd say, though, is you could look at the way someone words something and just take that as gospel. Like, do have a read of, you know, the details on the website. Do have a read of the FAQs. Have a look at Spirit of Shankly's statement, you know, make your own mind up being educated on it type of thing because i must admit I, I i saw a few comments coming out and i thought oh god it's going to be and then i actually read it and i was like hold on 
that's not true at all. You know, when you actually had a look at the FA, that's exactly bits. exactly where I was. I was like, oh, that's disgusting. You know, without reading, yeah. you know, just by reading the commentary on social media and how they kind of swayed the, you know, the the narrative. Agreed. Yeah, and there's bits on that, but probably just being like as best tip I can give as possible. Just be clued up on it, read it, so you know it yourself, and then you're not relying on other people's interpretations that way. That'll be my biggest shout out. I think that is, um, you know, um, sound advice. And, you know, uh, again, I have much to read on this subject, but I feel so much better speaking to you, Dave, about it. And I'm sure the listeners will really, really appreciate your insight as well. Dave, thank you for um, for that. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the time. I know you're super busy. And um, I guess before I let you go, i got to just ask you one just quick one. Are you really excited about next season? How can you not be? Like, honestly, <laughs> how can you not be? Like, look at the team. Like, look at the managers. Like, look at the renewals we've got done. Look at the side. Look at the style of football. Yes. If you're not excited, get in the bin, honestly. <laughs> I love that, Dave. And before I let you go, where can people find you on social media? And is there anything you'd like to plug? I know you've been on a few pods, so, you know, plug it away. Um, yeah, you'll find me on Twitter at DaveD0106. Probably don't want to plug myself too much because obviously I do a transfer show, so I'm opening myself to abuse there. So if you don't like what I say on there, probably if you could address all your complaints to Trev Downing <laughs> on Twitter, that would be the best thing, please, and we'll go from there. I love it. Please do give Dave a follow and don't abuse him. It's just transfer chit chat. Guys, thank you for listening for this part of the podcast. Um, that was Dave Davis. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.